It wasn't your normal Sunday night in our house. While most people were having a quiet evening in front of the telly, getting ready for their first day back at work or school after the weekend, we were having a showdown. You see, my 17-year-old foster daughter Kate had just dropped the bombshell that she was pregnant. Oh, Kate, I sighed. Why? After everything that's happened with my family, I just want a family of my own, she told me. But we are your family, I said. I know you are, but it's not the same, she said. I understood what she meant, because I'd seen it in teenagers who had grown up in the care system many times before. That desperate need to have someone who biologically belonged to them, a blood relative. A baby would love her unconditionally, whereas her own parents hadn't. It didn't mean I was happy about the news, though. You know that you and the baby can live here, I said. There's no question of that. I'm just a little bit disappointed, that's all. Kate was halfway through a course in nursery nursing at the local college. She and her boyfriend Carl had a volatile relationship and they weren't together anymore. I'd wanted her to finish her course and find a job, not be struggling to get by as a single mum. I had wanted her to get settled on her own and enjoy independence for a while first. Do you want to ring your social worker and tell her the news, or shall I? I asked. Please, Maggie, will you do it? She said sheepishly. I don't think she's going to be very happy about it. I think you're right, I said. Kate's social worker Marion wasn't one to mince words, and will be sure to tell her straight. Kate was seventeen, and would be out of the care system in less than a year, on her own, and with a child of her own to care for. Although there was nothing we could have done to stop her getting pregnant, I knew Marion would be as disappointed as I was. I'd been fostering Kate for the past four years, ever since her relationship with her parents had broken down. Her father had thrown her out, and social services had placed her with me. Since then, she'd slowly taken steps in the right direction. I couldn't help feeling that this was a bit of a setback. Why are you arguing? asked eight-year-old Oliver, coming down the stairs. We're not arguing, lovey, I said. Kate and I are having a discussion about something. Oliver had come to live with me around the same time as Kate. He'd been put into care by his mother, who couldn't cope with his disruptive behaviour. With his big blue eyes and golden ringlets, he looked like butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. But he'd run rings around me to start with. He'd lashed out, had awful tantrums and used terrible language. I'd soon realised that it was about attention, which he hadn't got much of at home, and he'd soon settled down. No attempt to rehome him with his mum had worked, so he'd been with me ever since. We were interrupted by the phone ringing. Let me just get this and we'll talk some more later, I told Kate. And Ollie, you need to get to bed. It's okay, she sighed. I'm tired. I'm going to go up to my room too. I could see she was upset that I was disappointed in her. Maggie, said a voice as I picked up the phone. It's Claire, one of the duty social workers from social services. Oh, hi Claire, I said. What can I do for you? We've got a bit of a situation with Pat, and I wondered if you might be able to help. Pat was another single foster carer who lived in the same area as me. She's got a chest infection, she told me. 
It's been hanging around for weeks, but it's got worse and she's really poorly. She's on antibiotics and I think she just needs a week or so in bed to recover. Poor Pat, I said. That obviously means she can't look after the children she's got living with her at the minute, continued Claire. So I wondered if you'd be willing to help out as respite and have them for a couple of weeks while Pat gets herself right. Of course, I said. I know Pat would do the same for me if it was the other way round. I only had Oliver and Kate living with me, and it had been a couple of weeks since my last foster child had left, a twelve-year-old girl called Ruth, who had been reunited with her birth mother. So I had a spare bedroom with bunk beds and a single bed in it. Who's Pat fostering? I asked. To be honest, I didn't even know that she'd got any new children in. They only arrived four days ago. Claire explained that it was a three-year-old and a four-year-old boy. Damien is the younger, and Ben is the older, she said. I doubt they'll give you any trouble, Maggie. I've never seen such quiet, timid little ones. Pat says they've barely said a word. They'd arrived with nothing, but she said that Pat had already got them kitted out with clothes and basics. Well, it sounds like there's hardly anything for me to do, I told her. OK, I'll drop them round to you tomorrow morning, said Claire. I don't know much about this case, to be honest, but I'll try and give you a bit of background on the kids then. Thanks again for helping out. No problem, I said. Well, the week ahead was certainly shaping up to be a bit different than I had expected. With a pregnant teen and two new children coming to live with me, I had a feeling I was going to have my hands full.